Let's go. It's a plank show. Pumped to be back in studio. First time I've seen you as a Super Bowl champ? No, no, no. We did some shows in studio last week. My bad. I'm sorry. It's okay. We can celebrate today like it's the first time we've been hanging out. They're, they're showing the Week 6 2022 game between – did I say that right? This season's twenty. This season's Week 6 game against the Bills. My gosh, we're off to a roaring start. Week 6 2022 game. Thank you. Against the Bills is one of the top ten games of the season. So we got that in studio mm. today. And we've got K.J. Kindler – Though she joins us on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line because she got a little training going on this morning. Good morning, Coach. Welcome to the show. Good morning. I, I, you can ask Josh. I got dressed up today. Did my hair. Wore a new T-shirt. I was, I was dressed too impressed. And a new T-shirt. Well, I only have three of them that that are in the rotation. There is the. Uh, well, actually, I guess this isn't new. This is the old one. This is the old 22 ref. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. definitely not th- th- new. This is not new. Uh, you know, let's strike that from the record. Coach, congratulations. Uh, obviously, a, a bit of a unique week because you get on a bus and you travel and uh, you, you take on an opponent that you're better than. But holy smokes, did your team stand up? How did you feel about the performance this weekend? Uh, we felt really good about it. We were kind of <clears throat> focused in on some some other elements in this meet, it allowed us to be a little more free to focus on those elements um, versus, you know, having that anxiety or pressure present. I think it was, it was really good for us. Um, A couple highlights, Audrey Davis was on fire. Like she got a career high on every event, which is really great. Um, Jordan almost got a 10 on beam. That was very exciting. Um, we just saw some really good performances. Bell got back out there on floor, scored a 9-9. So definitely going in the right direction. Other, some other people competed. That was good. Um, definitely got some exhibitions in there. So overall, like, it was a very complete meet. Um, and that's what we're looking for here as we're you're passing the middle of the season right now. What, what, do, you, what do you look for? This is a really deep and nuanced question, but I don't know if there's a simple way to answer it. What do you need to see from someone to say, all right, I'm ready to give them an exhibition or I'm ready to put them in the rotation? Uh, when there's someone that's close maybe to that conversation, might be a better way to ask it. What's that over-the-top thing usually for you where it's like, hey, let's go, you're going to get a shot? Or could it just be the opponent you have that week? Well, the number one thing I look at is consistency and practice. So, you know, if someone's been up and down, you know, I usually have a hard time pulling the trigger on that exhibition spot. But if someone's been very consistently good every day or for for a period of two to three weeks, um, they're ready. You know, they're ready to take that jump. And I'll be honest, you know, being being in competition is very different than being in practice. So um, you, you need to practice that as well. Uh, it, it's. It's unique, and you can be consistent in practice and definitely have issues in competition, but I think, you know, it starts with showing us that in practice you're, you're on the money, you know. You're on the money every time. You can be depended on. And, um, and of course, you have to be healthy and feeling good, and all those things come into play. I think it goes back to something that you and I were talking about many, many weeks ago when we were having the debate, hey, do you believe that there can be a player that – not very good in practice, and suddenly will shine in a meet. And I think your point was, yeah, but you got to gain that trust in practice, right, for you to even know that, hey, there's a chance they could find another level in the meet. Yes, exactly. Exactly. 
It's very different. You know, these these athletes, um, people people rarely ask me this, but um, they want to compete, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, they can test the lineup often. Like, why am I in the third spot? Or I want to be further back or I want to start, you know, they, they have opinions definitely of where they think they belong and where they want to go. And, and we do have to explain to them sometimes, like, this is why we have you there. Cause there's, there is strategy involved, you know, um, <clears throat> like Danny mentioned on the, the Rudy show, she loves going first. That is her spot. She likes to, to bang out her routine and then put, you know, her energy into her teammates. That's her thing, you know, and everybody has a thing, right? right. Where they, where they want to be or think they should be. So these guys are always like uh, fighting in a good way, fighting competitively for spots and positions because we always tell them all six spots are OU spots. None of them are your spot, right? You have to earn that spot every single week. You have to earn it when you compete. Um, and so they, they hopefully, you know, start understanding that better. Of course, the older you get, the more you understand it. Um, so a lot of times it's those freshmen, sophomores that, that don't, quite, don't quite get it yet, you know. And, and I'm sure they have it in all other, all other sports with their starters and things like that. Um, there's always some competitiveness for those positions. How do you balance pushing that competition, but then also making sure that it doesn't become uh, friction-causing, maybe acerbic to a certain degree? How, because I think you hit it on the head. It's like, hey, listen, these aren't your spots. These are Oklahoma women's gymnastics spots. But I just – I don't know. How, how do you walk that balance? How do you keep it from becoming personal, if you will? It's hard. It's very difficult because it is personal, you know. Mm-hmm. If someone's worked so hard, just like everybody else in the gym, and and there's just one nuance keeping them out of there, or, you know, really we're not sure, and sometimes we go off our gut. Um, We've been deciding a lot after touch or after warm-up in a meet because we have so many people competitive for those positions. You know, the better your team gets, the better everybody gets. And, And so it just becomes more and more difficult. But um, I would say it's very difficult to – I don't know that there is a balance. I don't know that there is a balance that um, that makes someone feel like it's not personal. Um, we certainly tell them it is isn't all the time, but it's tough when you when you put your heart and soul into it and you don't get that opportunity. Hey, uh, a couple more, and I'll let you get out of here. KJ Kindler joins us as she does off the top of every Tuesday show. Uh, Sooners put up a, a big number, one ninety eight point three two five, and rolling over Texas Women's University. But down in Denton, there's always a good contingent of Sooner fans, right, that, that end up making that trek. Now we got to make sure to get them all in the LNC. I, I feel like crowds have been really good this year. There's great energy. I, I don't know where you stand on that, Coach, but we'd love to see it continue to ratch up every single week. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've averaged over 6,500 for the year. We've had two home meets. There's three remaining. Um, I'd certainly like to see crowds of eight or more. You know, for that Florida meet, a sellout would be a record for us. And, and I certainly think that the moment is deserving of that. Um, so you're looking at the next two Fridays. You can make that commitment, West Virginia this Friday at 645. And then next Friday, March 3rd, Florida at 745. And uh, that's just a huge one. Florida's number two right now. They have an incredible roster. Um it's just going to be an incredible sports moment, and people shouldn't miss it. 
I, I know that in looking back, you said you played a lot of or had a lot of different athletes that competed this weekend, and you kind of laid out, you know, hey, Audrey Davis, who won a couple of event titles, but I, I keep coming back to a name that's always on the the release, it's always on the story, that's always on the game notes, and that's Faith Torres. She had a nine nine five on the floor, uh, fourth time this season that she earned the floor title. How has the progression of the freshman gone, and what's her next step? It, um, she's doing great. You know, we did not compete her on vault this weekend. Um, she still is <clears throat> a little inconsistent there in practice and sometimes in meet warm-up. And we just happen to have a really deep vault squad, but I can't tell you how important it is to have her there ready to go. And I think, you know, at any given time, you know, she could be the choice. Um, which would make her an all-arounder. I do think, you know, Faith is getting used to the fact that we're competing every weekend. This is always a, a learning curve for freshmen. Like, it's 16 weeks in a row. It's There is no break. There is no breather. And so um, I think she's getting used to that as we're coming around here on our eighth meet this weekend. Wow. Um, but Floor, Floor is her forte. It's where she shines. She just out-tumbles everyone, you know. So, um, And she's so dialed in on her landings, which is incredibly important to your score. I mean, I'm waiting for her to score 10. We'll see if it happens. Um, but that that is also true on beam. And uh, the one thing that's keeping her from doing that is just her dismount landing. So we're, we're really working hard on that. I mean, she's been an incredible asset to our team. And, again, I love her demeanor. She is very um, very different from most freshmen because she's so happy-go-lucky and not, you know – feeling the anxiety and the pressure you can just see she's relaxed and that's that's super unusual for a freshman or any competitor so I think that's going to serve her well as we move into the postseason and you know more difficult situations I know you're busy uh, I hear the alerts going off enjoy your day KJ we'll uh <laughs> we'll do our part to promote up Friday and I hope there's a great crowd out there and uh, continued success man you guys are killing it right now thanks you're awesome. KJ Kindler. We're not being in studio. Kind of threw off my Tuesday. Not going to lie. First of all, I'm not even lying. Josh, I got – so I did the – and this happens a lot with the morning show too. I did the early morning show over on Mad Dog. And I always misjudge how much time I have after that show. So the show is from – 5 to 8 a.m. Gotcha. So in other words, I've been up since about – I don't know, 4.30 or so. And really, as soon as the show's done, you've got about 15 minutes before you should hit the road. Yeah, I've got a good, you know, 25-minute drive, you know, without traffic. And I I like to be in here at 8.45 for the the crossover. So it it is, in a word, mind-blowing because I've been up for so long, Josh, that in my mind it's just like, oh, I'm – I'm up so early. There's, we're well, we're golden. We're good to go. Take me two seconds to get there. You know, I, and I'm I, I do want to shower, but listen, I'm a I'm a male, so my shower is three minutes long. I don't have to sit in there for four days like my wife and my kids do. It's like, babe, I'm just gonna shower. You know, if if my kids or my wife say they're gonna shower, I go play video games because yeah, I'm like, I got an hour. I got time. You know, I'm I'm a dude. It takes me three minutes to shower. I'm in and out. So. I'm sitting there and I'm kind of having a little snack and I'm petting the dogs and I'm listening to Toby. And then all of a sudden he's like, Porter Moser joins us next. And I start listening to Porter. And I'm like, wait, what What are you doing? Got to go to work. <laughs> I got to go. Get in your car, drive to work, you fool. 
So, good stuff with T-Row in the morning. Thank you to KJ Kindler for starting the show off right. And happy Fat Tuesday, everybody. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. Let's, uh, let's get the show started when we come back. Let's dive into the topics of the day. The, the pace of play, the uh, college football plans, really, really done blow it up um, after this show yesterday. Now, I'd like to feel like we set the table, but again... Uh, I'm not quite that egotistical. I don't want to hurt our own elbows patting ourselves on the back well, on that one. We did not set the table in this market. <laughs> no, absolutely not. It did not happen here. But when we come back, um, what did we learn? What, what, what did we learn about what college football is trying to do? And I did just broadly say college football because I look at it as that's the entity. Where's the responsibility on TV and something like this? Do they have any culpability because like my dad said, I pay the bills. You live by my rules. And I'm like, okay. I mean, is that kind of the world that we're in right now with college football? Plus nice win for OU baseball last night. We'll hear from Skip Johnson in his post game comments. Porter Moser was on earlier with Toby Rowland. Uh, we'll reset some of that. And I've got, um, I've got a kudo at a boy tip of the cap to Sooner nation because I feel like sometimes we get so caught up in things that we want to grinch and moan about that we don't celebrate our wins. And I'll explain what I mean coming up right here on The Plank Show. 921 on the home of Sooner fans, the ref. Kansas beats TCU last night. Big road dub. TCU is... We need to have a debate after maybe Thursday... Who's the hardest team to figure out in the Big 12? Because if if Caleb Boone, which by the way, I'm going to I for some reason keep wanting to call Caleb Boone Caleb and I don't know anyone in my life named Caleb. <laughs> I don't so I don't know where it's coming from. Maybe it's the way it's spelled. Uh it will happen. I'm just I'm just calling myself out before you guys have to. But you know, Caleb Boone gets in foul trouble. It's like they're Oklahoma State's bad. I can't think of anything. And Bryce Thompson gets hurt last night. So there was a lot of things that kind of, you know, congealed when it came to Oklahoma State's implosion last night. But, you know, Iowa State can't play away from home. TCU gets Mike Miles back, shuts down Oklahoma State, and then gets lost in the second half at home against a Kansas team that they beat by 20 earlier this year. Kansas State, I feel like, has been fairly difficult to figure out. I don't know how you figure out anything in this league. But Kansas – and West Virginia gets win, get wins last night. We'll get an updated bracketology coming up here in just a bit. Sooner side of things, OU baseball. Clutch, Dakota Harris, double in the bottom of the eighth inning, sends the Sooners to their second win of the season. They beat Air Force 8-6. to six. Abilene Christian coming up on Wednesday night. And I guess I maybe should add that you know, softball is leaving on Thursday for the Mary Nutter Classic. Now, Usually, whenever I'm worried about weather and things of that nature, nothing really materializes, right? I, if I if I worry about the weather forecast, I nothing ends up happening. It's like, oh, we're fine. Nothing to see here. But I don't think the people that are running the event should feel that way either. It's like, oh, the weather forecast. Bah. Nah. Uh, it's fine. I kind of, I kind of hope there's some contingency plans being made in Palm Springs right now. 
because as a fan who really wants to see Oklahoma and UCLA play on Sunday, uh, and I've reached out to Dr. Kevin Clazel, so maybe I'll get a firmer update. Softball fans, I'm not feeling good about this weekend. I'm just not. Not in the way the Sooners are going to play by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I'm, I'm, I want to see him play. I'm excited to see him play. But, dude, I don't know how we're going to play a game this weekend. That's me. Um, it just looks – it looks nasty. And, you know, certain areas of the country that don't have weather shifts. Like, for instance, Texas with snow. Thank you. you dink, look, look at us. Look at us. It's like we've been doing this show together for a while or something. They're ill-prepared. It's like, whoa. There's, there's no reason for them to pay for the infrastructure. They're right. just not built for it. Right. When, when, when Austin got hit with the ice storm, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, so many people are going to be stuck in Austin. Then. Yeah. I mean, this doesn't happen. Yeah. They, don't, they aren't prepared <laughs> for this. I mean, uh, listen, if, if, you, if you have to deal with a traffic jam and trying to find a quick way around, Austin, not a bad place because they're used to it. It happens a lot. Ice, snow, not good. Palm Springs... Any kind of weather. Anything other than 75 to 80 and sunny is problematic out there. So unless, they, unless they've hired people to come cover the fields, I'm freaking out, people, that we're not going to get to see a game this weekend. So I'm going to reach out to Dr. Kevin Clazel and just see what we can learn. Hey, again, it's only Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. We got a little ways to go before we get there, but um, I'm a little bit worried and not just because it says it says um, scattered showers. So some might say, oh, well, that's good. That's good because that doesn't mean like a torrential downpour or anything of that nature. You know, we're not just going there to play one game. You know, you're going there to play again, five games again. in three days. And guess who else is doing that? Just about every single team there. So I, I'm a little bit worried about that coming up this weekend. And by the way um, – this isn't the the kudo that I teased, but Josh, I wanted to give I wanted to give kudos to softball fans. I I was impressed with the reaction. I was now I got in trouble about something that I'll tell you about off the air, and we'll see whether or not we can bring it to the air. It's not bad. It's more just me being a bad loser, sore loser. But no one's freaking out. No one's losing their mind. I'm I'm very happy that there wasn't. That faction that we seem to hear from quite a bit on the well, Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line at 405-329-9000 or on our unsponsored Twitter feeds at Josh on Ref at Plank Show. I mean, there's times throughout the setup to this season where they're going to be undefeated. It could be an undefeated season. I don't, yeah, listen, you don't have to – Throw yourself under the bus? Oh, I will. <laughs> I, I absolutely thought they'd be undefeated late into the year. No doubt I did. Um, and I was I was with the trumpet leading the band. Well, I was too. I mean, I was too. But I felt like even in both of ours, optimism and positivity, I felt like it was also, you know, that's going to be really hard to do on this schedule. Really hard to do in general. I mean, it, you know what's an interesting little nugget on the schedule that I missed is we play back-to-back nights in Wichita and Tulsa. That's pretty wild. I don't know if we've ever done – and it might mean a, 
it might mean a night in Tulsa. I don't know. I don't know what the schedule looks like yet as far as when they're traveling. But it is not an easy schedule by any stretch of the imagination. So I was really happy to see that Thunder fans didn't Sooner Did fans. I say Thunder fans? I'm sorry. Sooner fans, Sooner softball fans to be exact. I was really happy to see there wasn't, what is wrong? How dare they? They look like X, Y, and Z, and they need to do this. And this. And I'm like, I was prepared for that, right? I, I was driving home from, from Waco, and I was prepared for that. And I was even putting myself in a bad mood to have to deal with that kind of reaction. And then, you know, like I said, I think I brought this up yesterday. I texted Jackie Wentz. I'm like, is it okay? Like, how is it? Can, can I dip my toe into the social media waters, or I'm going to end up being cranky here today? But no, everyone was everyone was pretty chill. They're I think everybody just it. has such an extreme belief in this coaching staff, and really just the roster, the players themselves. That it, it was one standalone four to three loss. They almost rallied and won the game. Plank. No, they, they did multiple opportunities with runners in scoring position and just could not deliver. So thank you, <laughs> thank you. Sooner softball fans restoring my my belief in in social media in a roundabout way. Now here is here is though where I did want to give a tip of the cap, and I've kind of adopted a new philosophy over the last few weeks because I mean I, I feel like we're pretty real on this show, right? We we talk about real life things and things maybe that we struggle with, and I I, I tend to be a pretty a pretty negative Nancy person. I know that sounds shocking, but in in my personal life, I'll be a pretty negative Nancy every now and then. It's like, oh, never going to pay this house off. Never going to do this. This isn't happening or that's not happening or why is my kid yelling at me? I'm, I'm just everything. I can be somewhat of a downer, Josh, sometimes. Um, and then I take my meds and I'm fine. No, I'm just, but you're so uplifting. But, I'm so, but so here's my thing is I've realized – I've realized in in how I present this show, how I present myself, and how you know I want my family to be, I want us to celebrate the wins. And you know I think sometimes we've been caught I'm going somewhere with this. This isn't about me. Just give me 2 seconds. I think sometimes we're caught in a world where unless it's a championship or a Super Bowl or the the lottery are in it. We don't we don't celebrate those moments that are precious and, and few and when something comes together and works. It, it in a lot and I'm guilty of this because if it comes together and if it works, my usual reaction is this, Josh. Well, pff, better do that again. Better do that again and better do that better. So I've adopted a philosophy over the last 48 hours and over the last couple of months, and I'm and I feel like I'm doing better personally at it in celebrating the wins. I'm not saying you have to have a victory parade where you drunkenly hand the Lombardi trophy to some stranger for everything positive that happens in your life. I'm just saying, you know, it's okay to take a moment and be appreciative and appreciative, you know, and coach even said that bringing everything back to softball. What did coach say were the four things she wanted from this team this weekend? One of them was appreciation. And that appreciation went beyond just, hey, I'm playing college softball. That appreciation went to, if I understand correctly, Coach, how your team's playing, how hard they're playing, appreciation for you know understanding the opportunity you have, but also seeing the hard work and wanting to do something to add to it. So I'm, I'm spending 23 not necessarily finding everything good that happens and trying to be like, well, 
better do that again, or you better do that better. Right. But that might be a personal drive. I want to celebrate the dubs. It's a nice reminder for a team that's won multiple national championships. <laughs> you know, yeah. five out of the last Appreciation. What, 10. But, but seriously, and not even to be egotistical about it, because you've won five out of the last ten and you're two-time defending national champions, sometimes a great win maybe you take a little bit for granted. And it's a nice reminder to not do that right. as best you can. Right. So here's where I want to celebrate a win. Are you ready? I think the Sooner home crowds have been amazing. I think they've been amazing. And I get it. And this isn't just trying to push back on some of the basketball talk. And maybe, hopefully, it might feel some of you to get back out. But when called upon, I feel like OU fans and, God, I'll throw the Norman OKC Tulsa community I think they've responded. You know, the baseball series over the weekend was what really got me thinking. We gotta, we gotta stop and give attaboys and you know fist bumps and little bro hugs if necessary and dab a few people up. Do I sound cool yet? We gotta celebrate those dubs, man, and let people know it's appreciated. Because you know, nine, nine out of ten times when you have a good crowd for an event. The re- and a good experience and a good atmosphere and Nat Davis kills with game ops and you know Caitlin Fournier has the music right and the in-game entertainment Davis and the crew over at Sooner Vision it's kicking and it's perfect I mean everything that comes together Robert and his crew over the concessions are are are, are stream everything's good right I feel like we need to celebrate those moments more than naturally saying better be better next time you guys better come back I know some would say it's an attitude. It's an attitude that is maybe kind of NBA-ish. In other words, it's like you're celebrating him and doing it once. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm not just high-fiving because I played one good game in a three-game road trip and I'm going to take the next two off. That's not my point. I'm just, I'm just thinking we need to step back and realize how when called upon, Sooner Nation has responded. And... I would say there's one area, though, that still needs a lot of work. And I would say that one area needs you more than any other time this season on Saturday. We'll talk about it coming up on the show. But I'm not going to be guilty. I'm not going to find myself guilty of saying, hey, celebrate. It's my charge to my son. It's my new thing for my son uh, as he's embraced. They call it embracing the gray, embracing the suck at at West Point, right? He's, He's fighting through. He's grinding. He's beat up. He's beat down. He's... He's sad, and he misses home. But the reason is everything to him is, okay, I got this next. I'm like, you got to embrace your dubs. you got to celebrate your wins. Even if it's just, you know what? I, I, Saturday night, I felt really good about our broadcast on Saturday. I felt like on Saturday on softball, we had our best two broadcasts of the season. Now, it helps whenever you win a game 22 to nothing and 11 to nothing. Um, but I felt like from start to finish, I have a goal of not making a mistake, perfect game. Didn't have that. Never going to have that. Always my goal. But you know what? I'm like, I'm going to go get an out burger. Your celebrations don't have to be got hammered, went crazy, sprayed champagne all over the place. Got to reward yourself every now and then, man. You got you to gotta give that little self-hug. And I feel like as, as a show, as maybe a community – 
We need to do that more whenever it comes to these events that fans do show out and that fans do make a difference because, y'all, it ain't cheap to go to games anymore. It's just not. And the best deals you can usually find are right here on either the corner of – oh, these people get mad because I try to – and so terrible at directions. You ready? Here we go. Um, at the corner of Imhoff and Chautauqua. Huh? Dog and baseball. Um, inside the Lloyd Noble Center. Obviously, when you're driving down Jenkins, softball doesn't have a problem with that. They're sold out. People are trying to climb over fences to get in there. Nice subtle brag. That happens. But you gotta you gotta embrace it, man. So I feel like with the big game tonight, where I I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say that probably won't go so well in the stands, right? Three win conference team, random Tuesday. Well, no random Tuesday, a Tuesday night in late February, you know, softball's home next weekend, we mentioned you got a big women's hoops game, you know, coming off a day off for a lot of kids at school on Monday, so you're dragging, you're in that grind on a Tuesday, I'm saying this knowing fully well that it's probably not going to be a great crowd tonight, but man, I was, I was grateful for that stretch we had, be, fans still showed out for Kansas, even though they knew how how challenging that was. And even though there was a lot of blue in there, I'm grateful that they helped create an awesome environment. So, brace our dubs, man. I, I was just with KJ. KJ's like, hey, listen, I have a goal. I want to have, you know, 8,000 in there. Dude, I'm blown away whenever I went to the last home meet against Iowa State. It was a fantastic crowd. So, kudos. Thank you. Thank you for those of you that grind and get out there and support because there's a lot of hard work that goes on behind behind the scenes, beyond just the team. Keep it up. Keep it up. We'll show those people in the SEC. All right, best of the Air Comfort Solutions text line coming up in just a bit. In the meantime, it's Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. Hour one of the Plank Show is brought to you by Van Hoos Fence. Van Hoos Fence, why? Because Bob Stoops said so. 405-735-1167. It's the Plank Show. My, uh, my son just hit me up on DMs, my son, who has my phone number, can call me, text me, turned down the only opportunity to come on the show, which would have been his first ever appearance on his dad's radio show. None of my kids have been on our show, outside of like Gwen. Making noise kind of in the background of the yeah, studio. Yeah, I mean, kids, all, kids on the air are just terrible anyway. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess we haven't missed out on much. So you haven't missed anything. But my beloved son, like I said, again, DM. But it's funny. Uh, Meghan Markle has been upset and overwhelmed by her depiction on South Park for days. This comes from uh, one of the papers over in England. After the irreverent U.S. cartoon described the Duchess as, quote, a sorority girl, actress, influencer, victim in a scathing episode. (laughs) Have you seen this episode of South Park yet? You haven't? Uh, No, but I've heard about... Bro, I've heard about it. When I when I tell you that I'm watching the whole thing and I'm just cracking up because it's so, we deserve our privacy. Where is our privacy? Matter of fact, you you are where <laughs> I heard about it. It's by the one that said <laughs> just that little bit. Uh, so yeah, if if you're keeping tabs, newest season of South Park. I think we're on our third episode of the year. Back to back to back, thumbs up. 
Beavis and Butthead came out on fire in episode one. Dude, three tailed off a little Season bit. eight. It's been 12 years. It, are you serious? Yeah, since season seven. Uh, all right. So uh, Air Comfort Solution best uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line is the best way to get in touch with the show. I We haven't really given you a lot of meat to the bone yet, but uh, KJ Kindler came on. I talked about how grateful I've been for some of the crowds that we have seen. I feel like we need to be better as, as humans, humans of celebrating our dubs. So I hope I say that fully knowing that we probably won't get a massive crowd here tonight, but I'm, I'm here for it. All right, on the softball side of things, this is from the 918. Did you? I'm sitting here. I, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know who this guy is in the 918, and I don't know if he's a hater or not, but the the text previous to ours that he sent yesterday to Locked In says, LNC, let's not compete. What? All right, anyway, you make a good point here, sir, ma'am. Uh, you don't lose a player like Jocelyn Alo and not have any issues the following year, no matter how talented your lineup is. This team is still searching for their identity and who will be the playmakers and having the roles to find. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, you lose the best hitter in all of college softball. I think my preseason concern was one person trying to go out there and do too much. I don't think you've seen that so far this year. I think everyone's uh I think everyone's pretty much happy with the way that you know that's that, that that's worked out and I I feel like I need to hit five home runs. I'm swinging for the fences every single time. I I do feel like things got a little bit tight late in that game but you know the, again you always remember the result and not the journey. And you know I was pointing out how it took it took Oklahoma needing to hit a three-run bottom of the seventh home run to walk off Baylor when the two teams met in the third game of the series last year. And someone else had, had pointed out on the text line just before we left, it wasn't just that they needed a three-run home run to win it. A girl dropped a, foul, a fly ball in foul territory that would, would have been the third out and beat the Sooners. Eventual national champion Sooners won nothing. You know, there's two-to-one games against UAB. Two-to-one last year against Utah. So – these things happen in the course of a season. But you're right. You're you're going to miss her. Um, it, Camo Sooner. I'm pretty sure Bama football has been upset during a national championship season. The great teams stumble once in a while. Sure. And I don't know if we've ever had a college softball team go undefeated. I'm sure someone will find it from like 1997 when Arizona probably went 50-0 and or something ridiculous. But, yeah, it's just hard. Uh my man Quinn at Dan Freaking Pants on Twitter. So, OU Texas possibly moving back to two thirty. Yeah, I'm going to kick off the ten o'clock hour with, I guess, what Chris Del Conte got loose with some reporters had a little get together with them and said some interesting things. The sunset line is one that I need to hear because I've got to understand the proper context, but. I guess he was trying to take a shot at alternate uniforms by saying the sunset always comes up burnt orange. Or, or I guess the sunrise would be burnt orange, sunset, burnt orange. Uh, we'll explain in a bit. But the two things the two things that he did say that are interesting, I think, for OU fans is, number one, 
We're two years from the end of the contract with the, the State Fair of Texas and the Cotton Bowl. They fully expect that to be renewed, and there's no desire between OU or Texas, at least from what Chris Del Conte has said, and I have no reason to think that you know Oklahoma has a rogue thought right now. No, no, we're not doing that, but that they want to stay in the Cotton Bowl. And I feel like I feel like we're a good like 10 years since we had a really good it needs to be out of the Cotton Bowl debate, right? It is, as much as the Cotton Bowl doesn't have, they to the people, and I guess that would be what the city of Dallas, state fair, they've done a good job in trying to make sure that that's upgrade. They've, they've given it the old college effort. I mean, to host, what, two football, three football games a year. So I'm, I'm glad that's the case. Boy, I'm sure. Do you think Jerry would push for that? Absolutely he would, right? To get over oh, to Texas and Arlington? It'd be massive. Um, and there's one more here. I like this from the 405. Thank you, Brian, for your kind words. Brian with a Y in Tulsa. Everybody wants to be great until it is time to do what what matters, what beasts. Let's be great today. Thanks, fellas. I needed that little boost before I cruise into work. Hey, uh, I'm trying to not make this show all everything sucks all the time. So that's me. All right, quick break. It's 9.50 when we come back. This is a really good start on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I was worried for a little bit. I was worried for a little bit. But you guys have stepped up. We'll dive into it next right here on The Ref. All right, it's 9.55 on the Plank Show. Hour 1 brought to you by Van Hoos Fence. 405-735-1167. Online at vhfence.com. I never knew you were a decaf coffee drinker. Were you aware of that? The McCafes are decaf. Well, that's probably good for me. <laughs> but no, I had no idea. I was that. shook. I was probably going to dump mine out and grab something different now. I was shook. I went back there and I'm looking like, decaf? I've got a placebo effect going on. I there. guess so. It's like uh, O'Doul's. <laughs> Why? The decaf coffee. What? Does anyone really grab a black coffee and say, my jam? No, they don't. I mean, you drink it because you have to. Well, you need to. Clearly, I have to do a better job of evaluating what I'm. I looked up at that. I was like, "There is no way Josh Helmer is a decaf coffee drinker." <laughs> I was shook, man. No, th- thanks for passing that note along. I appreciate Oof. it. Um, no, Kindle, no, no. This is where I draw a line in the sand. Decaf coffee is not the way to go. Now, here, here's where we'll, we're all. I'll give a little bit. If you have, uh, and listen, if if. If there is anything that you could get from coffee, I probably would have it. So my blood pressure is okay. It's not high. My my stress is pretty high. But if if there is something that coffee causes and I don't have it outside of jitteriness and hypersensitivity, then I don't know what it is, or hyperperiod. But Kendall, no. No, big pushback on decaf coffee. Uh-uh. My my granny used to drink decaf coffee. Well, Sanka. This will be the end of the McCafes. Um, Brian with a Y in Tulsa writes, I'm hoping for a great turnout on Saturday. The women are an astounding 22-4, and four, and we need to give them all we got. Support is the key, y'all. Love y'all, Boomer. Celebrate the wins, man. Let's get a great crowd out there. Well, and who knows what 
Big 12 regular season championship, Big 12 tournament championship could mean to Ginny and crew. I am I am an absolute diehard when it comes to this women's basketball team. I I am consuming it like it's a Raiders game. I am if Ginny Baranchek puts uh, her husband Scott playing knockout with the kids on her Twitter feed, I'm probably responsible for 90% of the of of the views. If you know, Taylor Robertson is doing post game or Maddie Williams. I'm listening to it. If it's, I am, I'm all in with this women's hoops team right now. And I, you know, I don't know what what more we can do, but I, I need to call see if we can't get some tickets to give away. But let's let's go. I that's my area where I would say I'm grateful for the great crowds we've had this year, and and I'm grateful for what fans persevered through even during a less than normal football season, right? That support for BV was high. And, uh, oh, man, I was one of the first ones that got mad with everybody leaving early in the first game, but it was 8,000 degrees outside. My point is women's basketball is the one area where we haven't quite just seen that moment where it's like, all right, this place. Yeah, I, I this think place. I think you're getting that on Saturday. We'll talk more about it coming up. All right, so – Yesterday, Chris Del Conte met with the media. We'll tell you what he had to say in the latest on some of these clock changes that dominated hour two yesterday. We'll reset them next here on The Ref.